Men, it's time to make friendship a priority in your life. It is time to get clarity on what a true spiritual friend is. And we are here to help you do just that. In this season of the Cross Training Ministries podcast, Joe Barnard and myself, Evan McGinty, are going to guide you to discover 10 marks of a spiritual friend. We're going to help you get on a path of spiritual growth with a band of brothers. Let's get started. All right, Joe, let's talk about spiritual friendship again. Uh, you recently uh, were telling me about a sketch that you saw on Saturday Night Live that uh, was called Man Park. And I love this. I watched this sketch and it's basically a, a group of women that are fed up with their lonely boyfriends and they're looking for a place to send them. Uh, and so it's just like a dog park, this little enclosed area where uh, women can send they're lonely men and they get to finally be in relationship and do all the silly things that uh, friends should do together. And uh, I thought it was a great, uh, captured really the moment we're at right now in our culture with men and friendship, because I think, you know, while I really don't get my worldview from Saturday Night Live, uh, I do think that they do a good job of capturing the cultural moment and where we are. And what they see is what I'm seeing, what you're seeing, Men struggle with friendship. Men are alone. Men don't have a place to go and be friends. They've just kind of trapped themselves in their park. And that's uh, that that uh, clip definitely did a good job of showing that. Yeah, I think it's it's just interesting how this is um, this issue keeps coming up. I mean, there's there's articles in uh, newspapers all the time about this problem of male loneliness. And I think what you start to read some of these, what's so interesting is you know, we know it's bad, but the scary thing, it's getting worse. And mm. so, you know, I'll just, one of these articles, I saw this survey by this uh, Center for American Life, talking about the decline of uh, friendship among men. And these are some of the numbers. And I think, honestly, they're really scary to think about that only 27% of American men have six close friends. Mm. And that's down from 55% in 1990. And so it's been halved in the last, you know, 30 years. Um, 15% of men have no close friends at all. And, uh, what's, what's really scary is single guys, uh, tend to do the worst that, you know, one in five single guys have no close friends at all. Um, wow. so, you know, you, you've got to step back and say, you know, as, as men in general, as Christian men specifically, we've got to realize that the current's going the wrong direction. And so this is something that we've got to be proactive about if we don't want to find ourselves in that place of loneliness. Yeah, no, that's scary. It's when you read those stats, it's it's especially scary. And seeing that transition over time, where man, we thought it was bad before. Where yeah, okay, in the '90s, 55 percent of guys didn't have six close friends, uh, but now 20, only 27 percent, a quarter of guys only have six close friends. That's that's bad. That's that's recognizing we've got a problem. Yeah, we're not even talking about the quality of their friends, really. I mean, right. this, is, this is having friends. Just and what having we want to say is, you know, we want to go beyond this to say, hey, guys, you want good friends, spiritual friends, not just uh, friends in general. So, yeah, 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 desperate need. Yes, it is. We're all right. So let's take a, a step back. How did we get here? All right. So we've experienced over time a decline in male friendship. Yet, honestly, Joe, if I look around, I do see still guys active and about what, how do we get to this place where we lost close, intimate friendships and in males? Yeah. And it's, it's interesting. Cause I think we've got to look at a lot of different factors. Um, 
you know, you've got a culture fixated on work um, mm. and, you know, work absorbs more and more of our life. And I think as we get older, you know, it's one thing when we're in high school, we're pushed with other guys, you know, in college, it's somewhat similar, but you know, as you get through your twenties, your thirties into your forties, responsibility keeps escalating more demands in the workplace, more demands in the home. And the easiest thing to let go of is what looks like it's maybe not that significant, which is a uh, friendship, like close time with other men. And so I think you got that aspect of uh, the achievement ethic, but then with that, this whole rise of social media, um, yes. this whole rise of technology and our smartphone and, um, you know, what, what smartphones and, and all of this social media, it's good for keeping in touch with people at a distance, but not nearby. Right. So the guy that you could actually, you know, sit on the front porch um, and talk with, or, you know, go out and, and uh, you know, whatever you enjoy doing, go for a run. Um, we lose that contact, contact, and instead we send messages and it's just not the same. Yeah. And I think to complicate it even more, I look around at guys and I see them spending a ton of time, not only working, not only on social media, but man, there's a lot of friends that I have that are just great dads and great husbands these days, which is awesome. Uh, and man, I celebrate that. But uh, man, family life has really, I think, stolen away a lot of the ability for guys to have friends. We've really replaced uh, friendships outside the home with a uh, busier life inside the home. And that makes it even harder for guys to then connect because we're, again, we celebrate great family, strong family relationships, but it comes at a cost ultimately. At, at some point, um, if all we do is, man, work, get that career going, work, 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 maybe a little social media on the side and uh, busy family life, there is no room there. Then that's how guys find themselves lonely and why women want to send their men to a, a man park. You know? exactly. <laughs> I mean, you know, the, the, the goal is that it's not either or, you know, ultimately that, uh, you know, what you're saying is, you know, it's good that guys are wanting to spend time with the home, but part of what we need to be the, the fathers, the husbands that we want to be is having the guys who have our back that can, you know, keep us in line, encourage That's us. Right. Support us. So um, instead of viewing it as somehow pulling away, how do you find the guys that'll help you do better those roles that you are prioritizing? Yeah. Yeah. And I think ultimately we have to say, uh, there's an underlying problem here that we just are ignoring. Uh, yeah, we can blame it on social media. I think that's an easy grab for everybody, for everything. Honestly, just if you got a problem in life, blame it on Facebook. Uh, and that is, you know, certainly some of the problem that guys are facing. We can blame it on busy careers. Uh, we can blame it on, you know, busy family life, whatever. Uh, but really, the problem is guys just aren't making time. It's as simple as that. Guys these days are not carving out time for what should be a priority, and that's friendship. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's right. And I think this is where women for some reason are more, they have a more natural ability to, to seek each other out than, than men do. And so, you know, they make that investment, they value that investment and guys don't the same way. And it's, it's why there's this issue of, you know, if you were to grab a guy and say, Hey, do you have friends? You say, yeah, I got friends. Um, but you might ask the question, well, how often do you see these friends? And, you know, you find out that, you know, he's got three or four guys he went to college with or high school with. And man, they have so much fun when they get together, you know, for that weekend every year. But they don't talk to each other in between at all. And so, uh, you know, it's not that they're not friends. But again, when we're talking about quality of friends, they're not present in a way that can be there 
and that they can have the look into his life that they need to have to really help him. So, um, yeah, like you're saying, just that, that regular investment, that weekly yeah. investment's not there. And that ends up taking a toll over time. Yeah. And this is where it does get different when you start thinking about what a, a spiritual friend in particular, I think that the high school friend, college friend, the guys you take that fishing trip with every year, I even have in my life, what I like to call, um, insurance agent friends, you know, uh, why, why do you have an insurance agent? Well, when something goes wrong, you need someone you can call that's going to come and help you with that problem. And man, my insurance agent answers the phone every time. And when I have a problem, they show up. Well, I've got friends like that, that man, when I've got, when everything falls apart in my life, I, if I call them, they're there immediately. I mean, they show up and they are a huge help to me and they're amazing. However, there's a difference between that and the guy that I'm walking with every week that's spurring me on in growth. So yeah. there is a bit of a distinction there, I think, that we have to make between the, the fishing buddy friends and the friends that are, yeah, they're there for you in life as life falls apart. Uh, but there's also a, a certain kind of spiritual friend that's there to spur you along in the daily, weekly, regular rhythms of growing in Christ-likeness. And uh, that definitely takes a different type of presence and commitment. And that's where that carving out the time comes into play. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the Proverbs is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. I mean, that, mm. that kind of presence uh, that we're trying to try to help guys see the need for. Yeah. So let me ask an obvious question then, Joe. All right. Guys are lonely. We've, we've seen that the stats prove it, you know, pop culture is proving it. Guys are lonely and isolated. Is that really a problem? Talk to the guy, the Christian guy out there that is lonely. Talk to the deep issues that this can create in his life. Yeah. I mean, what's funny is, um, you know, we can come at this from the angle that like you're just typical, like mainstream media would, or from the angle we're coming to spiritual. I mean, just from a broad perspective, uh, it's actually a dangerous thing to be lonely. I mean, mm. it leads to anxiety. It leads to depression. Um, the stats are always the same. More men are suicidal and commit suicide than women do. Um, violent behavior is often coming out of uh, a kind of deep inner pain, even health. I mean, the way we eat, the way we drink um, is affected by all of this. And then, you know, you add in this other dimension that, you know, the whole spiritual well-being, you know, that we want to not just be weak. We want to grow in strength. We want to grow in virtue and character. Um, these things happen with relationships. And so, you know, both our physical and our spiritual well-being is at stake. And we've got to ask the question, does it matter to us enough to uh, actually, again, invest in friendship? Because that's a critical piece of this, uh, of this recipe. Yeah. Yeah. Fighting through the temptations of pornography, fighting through pride that in your life, yeah. fighting through, uh, deep issues of anger, uh, try doing that alone, you know, see how far yeah. you get. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's the, the, the ultimate thing. Hey, get, go for it out, go at it alone. And I think there's a lot of guys out there trying it, uh, trying yeah. at it alone. Yeah, exactly. Just, you don't make much progress. And yeah. not only, uh, you know, certainly we want to pitch a vision that uh, life is better with friends because it just is. It's more enjoyable for sure. But uh, you make progress in life with friends. Doing this alone is some of this stuff just can't be done alone. <laughs> and uh, you need that brother, a uh, band of brothers really besides you. And I think that's one uh, point to make too that we want to make clear. Uh, when we talk about a spiritual friend, you know, we're talking over the, the, the course of this podcast series about 
10 characteristics of a spiritual friend. What we're really saying is you need a band of brothers yeah. who have these characteristics. There's no one guy that's going to be right. this thing for you. <laughs> that's it's impossible. Yeah. And that's uh, and it's absurd to, to expect that of someone. Uh, however, you need to look for these kind of things in the band of brothers that you surround yourself with. You need those four or six guys in your life that are building into you. And each of them are going to come at you in a unique way. Uh, so friendship, not one, but friendships are important for the life of a growing man. And each of those friendships should bring something a little different to the table and push you in your growth in a different way. Um, so let me just move forward for us then into the characteristic for today. Yeah. Dealing with this problem of loneliness and everything, the characteristic that we want to point towards guys is that they need a friend who is a sparring partner. That's what we've called it, a friend that's a sparring partner. Tell us why we've labeled it a sparring partner and what that is. Yeah, you know, there's, uh, I think that image uh, brings up several things that can help guys think about friendship. You know, one, when you're looking for a sparring partner, you're looking for someone in your weight class. Um, you know, you don't want somebody twice your size. Um, <laughs> and there's this sense that you're, you're kind of at the same stage of, of development and growth. And, you know, as we think about relationships, you know, we talk about mentors, we talk about coaches, we talk about people who are uh, a lot further advanced spiritually than you are. And that there's a place for those relationships. So we're not at all wanting to detract from that importance. But when it comes to friendship, a friend is somebody who you really feel like you're kind of in the same spot that you can identify with. That's part of how the kind of intimacy and kind of vulnerability comes together. And so, you know, that's one feature, this idea, again, someone in your weight class, you can uh, understand where each other are and you can really grow together. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think, of you know, uh, to, to continue with another boxing term, uh, there's the idea of stable mates. Uh, so a stable mate is somebody that trains in the same gym as you. Uh, and this is the guys that I have at my church. I, that my church is my stable. <laughs> I can walk into my church and I've got a bunch of stable mates there, guys that are in the same place for the same reason, right? We're in, we're in the same building for the same reason. However, I look around my church and I see spiritual giants, guys that are just, man, they've been doing this for a long time or they're just super disciplined. They, they are at a place that I, I want to be one day and I see them maybe as a mentor, uh, but I also have guys in my church that just started in this life, <laughs> this new right. life in Christ. And uh, man, they're still trying to get their legs under them. And so it is just like walking into a gym and man, hopefully if you walk in there as that skinny guy who just started, you're not going to go up against that, that giant. <laughs> right. uh, he's got stuff to teach you. He does. And yeah. I bet he's willing to teach you. However, if you want to actually track growth over time, just going up against that, uh, you know, training with that big giant every day, uh, you're not going to see the same progress as you was to look the guy that's beside you, just as skinny as you are <laughs> walking in there and saying, Hey, I see that you're interested in growing too. Why don't we train together? Why don't we spar together? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, with that, you know, as you're thinking about, okay, somebody, uh, I can kind of identify where they are. You know, another really key aspect of this sparring partner is, you know, somebody you're sparring because you don't ultimately want to hurt each other. You want each other to grow. And, uh, you know, that's a characteristic here that you're training. It's serious. You know, we're talking about spiritual growth, spiritual friendship. And so this is not a, a light matter. It's not something that's trivial. You see how important it is to train earnestly, be committed. Uh, at the same time, this is somebody they're not trying to win. Um, yeah. For them, it's, it's not a zero sum game where I want to show my knowledge or I want to show 
my progress. But, you know, if I see you growing, I'm excited because we're both training together and that's how this thing works. And um, when there's that kind of attitude, yeah, I think it, it, it takes away that unhealthy competitiveness that sometimes within men where I just want to best you. And instead, you know, it's, again, it puts in the context of growth and that's, I think that's vital. Yeah. How, how would you guide guys to begin to find a sparring partner? You're starting from zero, but you want to train with somebody. What, what are some beginning steps that you would say some guys could do? You know, this is going to sound so obvious. Uh, however, I think it's going to uh, hit a lot of guys right in the heart. Uh, go to church. Step one. <laughs> I mean, honestly, yes. uh, it, it sounds dumb, but where, where are you going to go and find people that are serious about spiritual growth? Well, it might just be in a church. And uh, honestly, there's a lot of guys not showing up um, yeah. or they're sticking around the very last row and they leave as soon as it's done and they're not getting to know any of those other men that are mm -hmm. there. I mean, the point somebody's just showing up uh, to something like a church, they've got a degree of interest. And so you're going to have to get to know some of those men and figure out who aren't just there to go through the motions, who really want to grow. But that's step one. Don't just let your wife take the kids to the church. You go take the whole family to the that's church. That's right. Show up. Yeah. If you want to train, go to the gym. Yeah. You, you got to show up at some point and uh, find the, the, the place where other guys are interested in growing as well. And I think it is that sometimes you got to ask that simple question. There are other guys in your church who also want to train and want to grow, but they don't know what to do next. I think just asking around. And it's a quick filter to set up. I see somebody that's in the same phase of life as you, same, you know, what we would say around a sparring partner type um, and just walk up to him. Hey man, I, I feel stuck right now in my spiritual growth and I kind of want to move forward. Is that you too? Are you willing? Some guys may tell you, no, like I don't want to, do that's fine. That's okay. <laughs> He's not a sparring partner. Move on, find somebody else that, yeah, you know what? I've been looking for something too. Why don't we get together? You know, if you just show up to church every week and then you you start asking some guys, you're going to find somebody. It's not that sparring partners don't exist or that they're hard to find. It's probably actually one of the easiest steps that a guy can take if you want to start forming spiritual friendships. It's just to go and simply ask. Just, just make the ask of some guys. Show up and make the ask and take it seriously because, again, carving out that time. If you, you're going to have to say no to some things, carve out that time, find the person, and then boom, you'll, you'll see you're on your way to training. I will say one more thing, too, just to kind of wrap this up. Uh, I find that in what we do for CT12 has provided great clarity on how to get guys in a sparring relationship. Part of our CT12 program is designed to get guys sharing a rule of life. This is one of our big picture goals identify this is the way we as a band of brothers are going to live. We're going to set some thresholds together. We're going to set, get rid of some bad habits, set some new habits together, uh, identify simple routines, bodily disciplines as part of our spiritual friendship. So sharing a rule of life is a great way to begin a sparring partner relationship with other guys. And that's what we want to set you up for uh, with success through CT12. So if you haven't yet gone through CT12 yet with a group of guys, um, email us, go to our website, xtrainingministries.com, and you will see a button on there where you can click to get started. And we will help you and your band of brothers begin sparring together, start training, create a shared rule of life. And uh, I promise you, you'll start to see some amazing growth alongside one another. Uh, thank you guys for joining us this week. We'll catch up with you again next week with another characteristic of a spiritual friend. 
Thank you for taking time to listen in to this conversation. I hope that we have provided some clarity for what spiritual friendship can be. But now, it's your turn. If you don't have a friend who is willing to train alongside you, now is the time to find one. Tell your friends, I'm tired of being alone. Let's grow together. Also, if you have a group of friends and you're looking for ways to challenge one another to grow spiritually, please visit our website, xtrainingministries.com. The link will be in the show notes. We're working hard to carve out a pathway for groups of men to train in spiritual fitness. We would love to have you and your friends join in with us. If you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast, and next week you'll get to hear Joe and I talk about yet another mark of a spiritual 